So, Quan, I'd, I'd like to ask, because we touched on this last time, where you talked yeah. about um, the video we did, Psychological Warfare, because obviously you used to be in the Air Force, you worked in intelligence, and one of the yeah. things that they taught you was about psychological warfare, yeah. and it was a fascinating podcast that we did, which obviously is on YouTube, you can watch, and it's awesome. also on Facebook. And, and so you were talking about how, was it after Trump got elected or was it just in the last year or two, you started seeing the same things that you were taught in the military that people, you know, like Chavez did in Venezuela and other dictators, so, how they propagandize their people. Like, what did you start seeing? When did you see it? Yeah. And like, what kinds of things that you were like, wait, our government's using this stuff in our citizens now. Yeah. So like when I was in Intel school, it was, um, 2008, 2009, right? Like the, the dictators that we focused on was Hugo Chavez who's gone. Kim Jong-il, he's gone. And um, who's the other one? Like North, uh, and, uh, like North Korea, Venezuela, and um, I'm blanking on the third guy. He's probably dead too. But, uh, but like what we learned there was, okay, to control a population, right? You have to, um, one, keep them uneducated. Right? So that's why like, like a lot of the book burning and like you, you, can't, you can't have them get too smart because then they'll start figuring stuff out on their own. You have to have a common enemy, right? So it's very easy to have the U.S. be the common enemy, the big bad Americans. And um, American foreign policy doesn't help with that because uh, in general, we like to get into other people's business. And then like just a lot of the stuff we do, you know, it's like a, it's, it's, it's in a way, it's almost like a, like from other people's point of view, it's like a bully, right? It's just like, we feel like we have the right to go in this part of the world and start messing around with it. And, it's far away from where we are. We don't really have to deal with the repercussions that we cause. And then uh, the third one is you have to control the information, right? So there's a, there's always like a narrative, and you have to make you have to really control that narrative. So there's any problems domestically, you can just blame it on the enemy, which a lot of times is um, the, the the Americans. So. A lot of those. And so that's like, what all those dictators did. It was all America's fault. Yeah, right. So We're you can see like because evil capitalist yeah, empire America. Yeah, right. So like you know, like you tell you right now, like the North Koreans, you know, the, the like one they worship the Kim Jong Un as like a, a a god, right? Or like the descendant of a god. They believe like he got like um, like the Japanese like did nine back there in World like War Two. Hirohito yeah. was god incarnate to them. Yeah, um, but also Kamikaze was divine wind. Was, yeah, but like they're they're. The, the narrative for them, even if, you know, someone else is viewing it from the outside, there's a lot of holes, like they don't even see the holes because it's way easier to just follow the narrative, right? So um, I learned about this. Now, we're not quite, again, I'm not, let's see, I don't want, I want to be, no, I'm not going to be too careful with it, but like, it's not like North Korea level in the U.S., right? That's not what I'm saying, but. Uh, so when did you start noticing that this stuff was. So, April, so like, what do you mean? Like our government was like, what, who, what it was being put out there and who was putting it out? What did so, you notice? So uh, April 2020 is actually when I'm just like, what is going on? Right. Cause right. That's when most of the country was shut down and you can start seeing how it's almost like this, like very um, concerted effort to just drive a narrative with COVID. Like, and that anything that's not, it doesn't fit that narrative, it just gets smacked down. And some of those concerns that people raise are valid, but rather than even like 
even, even giving it a little bit of a platform uh, may be disgusting, right? Or just like, you know, I choose to believe in science. Like everything is just, you're either with the main narrative or you're a conspiracy theorist. It's guilt, shame, or like there's something wrong. Medical with misinformation. And then you yeah, just right. get and then you can see, the post gets taken down. Yep, you can see people's uh, characters get assassinated, right? Like fat checkers and everything. And and then the 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 probably the the thing that really was like a like a big like whole shit moment is like how like the media the government and like medical community how they're actually all seeming to like work together and the big tech big te- yeah and it wasn't just here it's like you were seeing yeah. the like the build back better message which yeah. was a you know Klaus Schwab World Economic mm-hmm. Forum yeah. type of I mean, everybody, all these leaders in Europe were all saying this build back better. We got to build. They were all saying it in their speeches. Yeah. And it, it was like total. And the thing that we talked about in the video that we did, which did real well, the, the Great Reset Explained, we were going through Klaus Schwab's book, was that he published this book in June of 2020. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm about to publish my fourth book now. And there's no fucking way in hell this guy yeah. wrote that book in like March or April and it was published yeah. in June. It's like that dude had been working on that book with the guy that he co-authored it with for some time and it had to be ready to go. There's, it's not like he's, you know, April, 2020. Oh, I think I'm going to write a book called the great reset. The dude had already written that shit. And so when you see things like that and then you hear them talking about what they want to do, and what their plans are it, and then how, you know, how like Klaus Schwab is bragging yeah. In his German accent, he's like, one thing we are very proud of is we have penetrated the governments of the West. And, and he was talking about how the Canadian government, half yeah. the yeah. people in the cabinet are World Economic Forum young leaders, as yeah. he called them, like yeah. Trudeau, um, uh, the woman who's a deputy prime minister. Uh, Freeland. Freeland, yeah. yeah. She's also a World Economic Forum. She used to sit in the, the board. Yeah. And so you got all these leaders of Europe. We went through a, a bunch of them. And it's like every year the, the Davos crowd gets gets together. And it's it was amazing to me the, the narrative and the message discipline between all of them. And like right. they openly brag about their plans and they want to do away with the nation state. They want to have a global authority. You know, right. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. It'll be much better. You know, they, they basically want, you know, they refer to themselves as the elite and they sit in their little meetings and they call each other. We're the elite and we're the we're the elite of the world. We're the most important ones. And therefore, we should be deciding how society yeah. should be organized. And what's also like really striking is like what um, the media just doesn't cover. Like it's like lying some, through omission, something that that probably deserves coverage and it just nothing. Right. It's like it's. It's almost like the silence is deafening, right? And uh, it's like a lot of that stuff, like looking back, it was always there. But I first started really noticing it. Well, the, the thought crossed my mind, like, what if a lot of the stuff that I learned, even like an in Intel, like we're actually doing domestically, you know? So, um, yeah, like April 2020. And then once you almost like so it was all the covid stuff when that happened you were like man there's yeah something something just like shook loose right so like and it's like wow like this has been happening the whole time but it's like i was too asleep to even like see it until then right it's not it's not something i just started in 2020 but i still didn't realize it right like uh even today i think i was talking to dominic when we were driving down here there's like a speech that's been circulating it's when uh trudeau is talking about how 
uh, Canada is for freedom. And it was it was him back in 2017, right? And obviously, like we, we've seen this guy, you know, the girls are like, oh, my God, he's he's amazing. And and, and I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Throwing right? their panties at him, fangirling. Yeah. But, like, it never occurred to me how... He's so pretty. Um, he's got nice hair. Yeah, he has a, he has a nice jawline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one. Uh, actually, uh, my girlfriend just said, yeah, yeah he has a, but he has a nice jawline. I'm like, yes, yes, he does. Uh, but it never occurred to me like how much like he was acting and, and like his speech when he's delivering his speech, it's like about at 80% of a normal like speed. Right. And it's deliberately like enunciated, like for like dramatic pause, he like looks around. But I used to think uh, like Obama was like the, the pinnacle of that. Trudeau puts him to shame. Right. But it never occurred to me as extremely fake until uh, recently when I'm like watching some of these old videos. I heard him speak before, but it's just like it occurs differently because once you start realizing it, you can't you can't like unsee it almost. So, yeah. Interesting. Now, uh, I'll say this. <clears throat> so. I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk about crypto here, but like one of like the um, people I follow close in crypto that I think has a lot of credibility, he always likes to say that um, when he's hearing news, you want to view it like part optimist, part pessimist, part realist, and then part um, conspiracy theorist, right? Uh, we're going to talk about Ukraine. The information that we're actually getting, you want to actually you know, get, take the information for what it's saying, but also be able to view it through the other lenses. Because I could tell you right now, the Russians, right, the, the, the people living in Russia, the information they're getting is very different from the information that we're getting. The people living in China are getting something completely different. The people in Ukraine are getting something completely different. And without it being actually being there, and even if you are there, how do you know which one's really real? Right. Like some of the things that yeah. came out, like the uh, was it the, the ghost of Kiev, yeah. the yeah. fire pilot yeah. that had like six yeah. Russian kills. Yeah, and like apparently that was all bullshit. Yeah, like the MiG twenty nine is like a pretty outdated fourth generation like fighter, right? Like there's a lot. Well, he like, was supposedly flying a fulcrum. Well, it's a MiG twenty nine. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but like, like he's like he shot down like two like Su thirty fives, right? Those are those are just way more advanced fighter jets. Like when when you have something like that. I it's the like full, the 29 one. I thought that was the most advanced one. The 29? It's not? No. Um, so, well, no, it's not. It's like, <laughs> MiG-29 is like a shittier version of like an F-16, which is good compared to some of the older jets, but like some of the newer ones, there's no way, right? So like when it comes to like technology, like, like, like a fourth generation, fifth generation fighter or like a fourth generation plus, like the difference is astronomical. It's That's like saying like, I fought like an eight-year-old and the eight-year-old knocked me out, right? Like it's just, okay, he could be like the best pilot in the world. So when you heard it was a MiG-29 did that, you're like, that's Yeah, like bullshit. a MiG-29, like taking out like six planes like one day, like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call bullshit, but it's, it's extremely unlikely. And then the other thing, the, the Snake Island, there were supposedly 13 guys in the island and you, know, you hear this radio chatter and they're, they told the Russians, go fuck yourselves. And yeah. supposedly they, you know, they all died because you know the na Russian naval ship opened up on them and killed them all. Yeah. But then we find out today that yeah, the I guess the message what they were saying yeah. telling them to fuck off 
or go fuck themselves. That was legit. Yeah. But then they surrendered. And then, this, yeah, right. you know, so there's video of these guys getting off the ship and getting water and food. Yeah, so we don't even know what's real. There's like a, a picture of uh, Zelensky, right, the president of Ukraine, and he's like in like full body armor. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like this hero. And then it comes, turns out like that picture was from like 2016. Yeah. Right. So it just. You guys are you, making it sound like we're being manipulated. Huh. As someone who watches the news and, and the watches the media. You make it sound like we're not that the U.S. really isn't that much different than communist China, that the information we're getting is pre-selected. All media is well, narrative. Yeah, just just, you know, when you can like consume the information, but also like there's a part of you that get that there's more to the story. It makes it a lot easier to um, not miss new information that comes out that doesn't fit the narrative. Right. And I think we, uh, without getting into specifics, we all encounter people that once they get a narrative in their head, it's almost like anything that doesn't fit that narrative. It's like they, they, they'll either try to justify it away where they just don't see it, don't hear it. Right. And then, and, and it's because one of our, uh, one of the strongest forces acting on the human psyche is it wants its reality, reality to be consistent, right? Like we have like a identity. We want to be consistent with that identity and, yeah, if you don't know it's yeah. real, you can't resist. Yeah, right. So like, it, it, like again, that's what I'm saying. Just a part conspiracy theorist, right? You don't want to just think everything, everything is like the government, the elites out to get you, and like everything is someone trying to screw you over. But it's actually healthy to get like that. You can view it through that lens, and you have the opportunity to view it through other lenses. So uh, you're a lot more dynamic. It's kind of like yeah. the the UFO thing because I've been studying that my whole life. And yeah. one of the things I heard uh, uh, Bob Gates, um, who was he was Secretary of Defense and originally I guess he was director of the CIA back in the day. And what he said was the United States. It's been well known that it leaks like a sieve. In other words, we leak our technology. Yeah. Or we get hacked, we get spied on, we get shit stolen all the time. Yeah. And, but, you know, what was really going on with the UFOs was out there, but there was also a ton of misinformation. Like, um, I think it was the guy's name was Nick Pope, who ran the, uh, uh, the program for the British Ministry of Defense, their disinformation, who these since come out and apologize for it. But so if you're trying, if you're following the subject and yeah. there's all this conspiracy stuff, because you got the cattle mutilations, you got people being abducted, you got all these, you got alien, you know, the Roswell incident, aliens crash landing there. And then you have all this stuff, but, and so you have stuff that seems like, well, that's, that seems believable. You got all these people, like if you, there was a, a national press club, I think it was 2000 or 2001. And they literally had. Um, I think over a hundred people that had worked in the government, high level, verifiable careers are all elsewhere under oath that had all been involved in these, these different programs. And so you have all this information out there, but the government just goes, eh, oh, it's gotta be swamp gas. And then in the last year or two, we have official acknowledgement that, it, which was in the New York times that. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, yeah, UFOs, we don't really know who, what they are or what their yeah. intentions are. And yeah, we're, we're in possession of some crashed alien craft that were not made on the planet. And uh, how about them Yankees? You know, and it's like, it's no big deal. They just changed yeah. the subject. And so it's like all those things I've been studying my whole life. Now the government finally yeah. and there's like a it. There's like a history of this, right? And it's like, so if your relationship with someone 
and that person has a history of lying to you and cheating, like if they tell you some more information, you're not going to forget. Like, like, well, maybe this new information is true. Like when but, John Brennan speaks or but, uh, James Clapper. Yeah, but like, but you know, like I like, there, it's going to be there. At least has to be some doubt there, right? But um, a lot of people in in this country, actually around the world, even though the, their government or the, like this political leader has a history of not telling the truth all the time, somehow they'll still actually assume what they're told is true first. And it's almost like that's the position they'll want to take. And I'm saying like, it's, you can, you can do both. You can consume the information and still also like have like a healthy amount of skepticism or at least open-mindedness that that can be fake. And so, so I think that would, that would actually force the governments, um, to change the way they go about things, right? Because if your people actually hold you to a higher standard where you have to be more truthful and, and, and honest and not mislead, and then if you do have like, if you do mislead people, they'll remember, right? Then their actions have to change. But up to this point, it's like we have amnesia. Um, you know, government will say one thing, do something else. There might be like a temporary outrage and the next big thing on social media comes out and then we forget about it. Right? Like, like what we were talking yeah. about, we did a, a video. It's probably been, a, I guess, about a month since we filmed that where we're talking about Ukraine. And at the yeah. time, it's like I didn't think Russia was, you know, I thought they yeah. were using it as uh, to, to negotiate. Yeah. And, and, you know, Joe Biden, it's like everything they were doing is kind of like seemed like they were trying to back him into a corner and tell him, well, things are going to be this way. And. Yeah. And you, you're going to do it our way and we're not doing it your way. And, and then I didn't think they were going to invade. A lot of other people didn't think they I were going to invade. I did not think they were going to invade. And then when this happened the other day, I was like, damn. I was like, yeah. I completely mis misjudged that situation. But then again, as Sun Tzu said, all war is deception. Yeah. And so I, what everybody says is Putin's a rational guy. He's a gambler. Yeah. And he... And now what we're hearing is that he was expecting to, the Ukrainian defense forces to roll over and one, you know, one to four days would be able to take the whole country. And um, I watched a, a video of him where he was basically threatening nuclear war or talking about their nuclear weapons yeah. and, you know, basically don't screw with us or interfere in what we're doing or else, you know, we'll nuke you. And you can tell he's, his body language, he's pissed off. And if he's pissed off, he's afraid. And why is he afraid? Because things are not going his way. He had all those people in Moscow and St. Petersburg, thousands of Russians, citizens in the streets saying, we don't want this war. And plus you got different, you know, he got so much pushback from different nations. And he didn't expect the Ukrainian people, from what I've read, to be so resistant to them coming in and invading. And, I, you know, people have been speculating that this could be the end of Putin and his regime, that the, the, the oligarchs, the people that are part of his circle that kind of keep him in power might end up turning on them. Yeah, and that's actually like one of the, like the most important things that I think people hopefully are starting to realize. Like these governments and, and, and presidents, dictators, they don't have any power if people don't support them and um especially where where, where like technology uh web 2.0 right like like just the, the ability to disseminate information without it being you know the the main news channels 
um, or newspapers, you know, there's such an opportunity right now for people to actually become more conscious, to wake up and to, to, to through a, like nonviolent means, help other people who are ready um, wake up. Civil then, disobedience. Yeah, when you get enough people um, moving in one direction, like these, these like political leaders are supposed to actually serve what best suits, best, uh, what best serves the people. And it's not the other way around. And I think a lot of people actually don't even realize that yet. And it's, well, you, you look at like what yeah. Biden, you know, when first thing he gets in office, he shuts down the Keystone Pipeline. Yeah. And he makes it, uh, you know, he won't give any new <clears throat> fracking leases. Yeah. And so the price of gas goes through the roof. And they're like, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. But then you listen to like, you know, I was watching some of the lectures from some of the people in the World Economic Forum. And they're... You can see the video of these guys declaring that yeah. their goal in the West is to discourage and prevent any new exploration because that they believe will help us. Doesn't matter if they screw over and bankrupt the middle class in the process, but that'll force yeah. us to move to alternative green energy type of of yeah. things. And then you've got Russia and the rest of the world are like, you know, you got the um, their pipeline get, gets approved. And so when he was running, people were like, you're going to ban fracking. He's like, I never said that. I'm not going to ban fracking. And then basically, yeah, as soon as he gets it. elected, yeah, he, he does that. And so his, if you look at what he actually did and not what he said, his actual actions w were totally aligned with what the World Economic Forum yeah. has said they are doing. And that's all, all across the West is yeah. that, you know, I think it was um, some of the countries in Europe, it may have been France, I can't remember, but. They were doing away with their nuclear power plants and they've come to recognize that this, you know, the windmills and the solar and stuff, they're not getting enough yeah. energy from it and they're going to have energy problems in the future. And so now they're, they've decided to build a bunch more nuclear <laughs> power plants. Yeah. And that's actually one of the reasons why. Um, so it's uh, news updated a little bit today. Right. But um, a lot of countries wanted to cut Russia off of the SWIFT system, which is how you wire money internationally. And there are certain countries in the EU that didn't want it because they were actually dependent on the Russians for natural gas and yeah. oil, right? And and we have yeah. tons of it here, but we're not allowed yeah. to produce it. Yeah, that's why then, everything dropped because Trump just opened everything up. Yeah, and, and this is actually like a really um, common one, right? Because then you know you'll hear people talk about uh, climate change, like global warming and stuff. Right. And it turns into like a very polarizing thing. Either you're for the climate, you're not. And it's not that the science has been settled. Yeah, you can actually like still think, hey, we can take care of the planet. But then get like the way that climate change is being portrayed by a lot of people in charge. They're using it as like a buzzword to basically push through agenda they want and get what they want. But that is not actually getting people to love and care about where they live more. You know, that is just the the like the concept the buzzword used to try to get what they want and just because someone doesn't support the way that they're portraying climate change doesn't mean like they hate earth and don't care about sea turtles you know but like but like if you try to have this uh, discussion with a lot of people it's you're either for climate change i'm mean, for, for help like for loving earth or you're just an earth hater right and it's like no like just because i don't support that it there's way more to this, but you can't have these like nuanced conversations with people. Again, they're already locked into a narrative 
that there is an ability to actually see multiple perspectives or a bigger picture. And like we didn't talk about this in the um, in the network care uh, video, right? But as people get worked on and they're not locked in that fear state, there is also a availability of resources to th see things from a bigger picture, right? Um, and and really, like this whole like Ukraine thing. People want to focus on like the policies where if Putin's gone, then the problem's going to win. If Putin was gone, there's going to be some other person that assumes that role of the villain, right? Or the, the guy, the, the person that we have to push up against. That actually, that dynamic shifts when people as a whole start shifting. Like instead of focusing on polarity and then, you know, we have to win so they lose. You know, these are the bad guys. Like, you know, we have to defend ourselves against bad guys as people shift and it doesn't have to be everyone it's just the people that are ready which will influence more people like this kind of stuff automatically can't happen but if, if the goal is always okay like uh polarity you know if this ends we're gonna get something else just like this you know what's next it's gonna be taiwan it's gonna be um I can't even think of another one. Oh, you mean Taiwan well, like, being a, invaded by yeah. Uh, by China? Yeah, right. And then if it's not Taiwan and China, then it's going to always going to be North Korea and and like South Korea. Like there's always like the next conflict, right? But as people change, do you think if people actually start shifting and then people in North Korea all of a sudden realize that they have the numbers, they have the they actually have the power? Like Kim Jong Un could do whatever he wants there. Right? Like it's it just it's just not possible. But don't you think yeah. it's interesting timing? It's perfect of, of what's been going on with Canada with the truckers. It's it's as if they modeled how to make policy change and to see how politicians will cave to whatever the narrative is at the time to stay popular through nonviolent protests. Because the feeling that I got is that so far there's been protests for example, in the U.S., but they've all been violent. For example, what, what happened with, with Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. They had the heartstrings of the American people because of the tragedy that happened, yeah. right? But then once they started burning buildings, looting businesses, destroying property, it's kind of like... Fiery, uh, but mostly peaceful protests. It, 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 it was, it. It was it, It's almost as if yeah. the, the compassion that they had they lost it. And then you had the January 6th deal, right? Yeah. But now Canada has modeled how to make significant policy change while they're dancing in the streets, having barbecues. They had blow-ups for the, the, the bounce houses for the kids to play. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's as if they modeled, and I think the timing is interesting, how people actually have tremendous power and tremendous influence and you don't have to resort to that primitive reptilian brain to do it. And actually, if you do resort to that primitive brain, the knee-jerk response, the violence, the aggression, it gives permission for your adversary to defend themselves with the same aggression and the same energy. Yeah. But instead, show up with love, humor, and that you respect yourself. But we're not accepting this. And this has to change. Yeah. That, that is actually a more effective way of making policy changes with the governments. Yeah, and, you can, and, and I think it's interesting timing of what happened and, and how things are progressing. 
Yeah, and you can even see like with like MLK, right, and like Gandhi, right? They they were both advocates of peaceful, like nonviolence, right? And nonviolent um, protest. The I think the difference between then and now is with where technology and this is the positive of um, social media and uh, even like YouTube. This information could get out a lot more, and and uh, even like with what's going on in Canada, right? If you see certain fashion of people, uh, media paint what's going on in Canada. They're like neo-Nazis, you know, they're, they're white supremacists. Well, Trudeau needed the polarity. He needed the, he needed us to, yeah. uh, he needed people to be demonized yeah. to, to, to recruit that mob mentality. But yeah. because of what you're sharing is, is the, all the social media, people now have more information as, as Corey mentioned earlier. And the more information you have now, different perspectives are more available and you realize, well, Hey, maybe these people are actually reasonable. And that they're not a bunch of thugs, but instead they actually have a, a reasonable request. And maybe we should hear them out and hear what they have to bring to, to the table. Yeah, and, the, and the reality is like you have like tens or hundreds of thousands of people, right? There's going to be a range of what they're doing. There's some people that are doing really awesome. There's probably some people that are actually not good people that are joining in. Right. But there's like a spirit of what that's about. And um and the spirit is to me, it was pretty clear, right? Like they're going about it in a way where they're drawing attention, but they're not actually very polarizing. And then like the more they did it, and then the more Trudeau tried to run the old, the, the same playbook, right? The same rhetoric, uh, basically it's like, Racist, we started out being a fringe awful, minority. Yeah. Like all this stuff, it actually, white, white supremacy. it almost like exposed them more and more to a lot more people. And then once you started getting into the financial thing, right? When like, like it was, uh, what is it? Uh, GoFundMe, right? Like, like when GoFundMe actually took the money that was um, donated to these people, and then they're like, "Hey, um, we're not gonna give it. We're not gonna give them to the truckers, right?" And yeah, we're gonna take it and you, give it to who yeah, we think should yeah, have yeah. it. You have to fill out this form to um, get a refund back, and if you don't, then we're actually gonna donate that. Um, that money to a charity of our that's choice. That's called stealing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, a lot of the state's attorneys generals, get, you know, start putting out statements and they reverse course really quickly and said, okay, we're going to give everybody their money back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that's they, fraud. Yeah. They try to, to use this other that. thing. So like whatever the other th- uh, um, page they use, it doesn't seem like it, at least like just like looking at it on the surface, it doesn't seem like a very well, set up network oh but the give op- send go yeah but because they got hacked and all that stuff got released yeah but it opened the possibility that you don't have to use gofundme and like there's like a space for some something that worked better to like take over right and i think that it was the same thing with uh, uh what happened with like trudeau like taking emergency power uh basically saying like we can freeze any bank accounts of people that are part of this protest right and then he supposedly like gave it back a few days later but once he went down that route I think the destroyed uh, stable property rights. Yeah, but I, th- I think if the government can just come and take your bank account and freeze it and take your money and do whatever they want with it, what we've been, you know, I've been reading a lot of reports that there was a lot yeah. of capital flight now because, you yeah. know, people, entities, businesses, companies are yeah. taking their money out of Canadian banks. It's like, they don't like my politics. They'll just freeze yeah. all the money I have in there. So he, I'm not he created instability. Yeah. yeah, in yeah. his so own system. One of the one of the rumors is that one of the uh, the reason why he retracted that, like the next day after he's saying he's, saying he's going to continue it, was because there was a run on the banks. Right. So banks are required to, depending on the size of the bank, to have like sometimes less than three percent of the money that they're supposed to have. 
Yeah, European so, banks, I think it's yeah. three. Like American is like 10, 12 percent. Uh, yeah, for the large, for the uh, large banks. For a smaller bank, they actually um, need a whole less. But regardless, three percent yeah. is not a yeah, lot. Yeah, European that's banks right. have yeah. a real low. Yeah, so like ratio. when you when you're basically telling people, hey, we can freeze your bank account. We don't like who you're supporting, and then. These people start pulling their money out. These banks, like that's where the money is. Like, if, like they can't produce. The, they don't have the. They can't money. produce. They don't the have money. the reserves. Yeah, They've got too much debt outstanding, but not yeah. enough for the reserves. So and, the bank becomes insolvent. Yeah, and that is, uh, and like once the bank um, can't produce the money that they're supposed to, all confidence is gone. Like that whole system is going to collapse. And and I don't, we'll never know like how close it got to that. But, um, well, Jordan Peterson yeah. did a video and he said he's got a friend in, in the government, in the military, and they yeah. said it's way worse than anybody knows. Yeah. Well, and what, what do you lot, mean? Meaning part? a lot of capital flight left. And so their banking system is in a perilous state right now. Yeah. But like he opened the door for um, like, you know, because because with every escalating like thing that happens, right, it's almost like that's the amount of like shock that that those people need to like be like, whoa, something's wrong. And like when he did that. There's definitely like a, a like a frequency or like a sector of people that are like like okay something is wrong here. Whereas before maybe they didn't see it yet, right? So it's red red pilling more people. Yeah, yeah. So like every time something happens, there is always like a positive, and and at the same time, you know, like a lot of people got screwed over. But well, it just people always said yeah. the Trump red pilled the right in 2016, and now 2020 the Democrats are getting red pilled with with Biden because you know all the stuff he's going to forgive suit and debt. He didn't do any of the things that he promised. And people noticed that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I remember, um, I think it was when he first got elected. Or there was a lot of videos coming out. So I think he just stopped giving um, interviews, right? But it was just him not, uh, not even giving an interview, like reading from a teleprompter and just slurring his speech. Right? And it's, it's, it's clear. It's clear he's slurring his speech. It's like, this is just an old man who's not quite there anymore. Right, and like posted that the on social are on, media. But nobody's home. Yeah, I posted that on uh, social media, and uh, this girl was like, "Why are you making fun of him? It's well known that he has like a stuttering problem." <laughs> yeah, right? that was the excuse. That was yeah. the narrative that yeah, he put like, out. This is this is not stuttering because here's a video of him nine years ago debate debating. Um, he was uh, sharp. Paul Ryan. Yeah, and he was vicious. Like Paul Ryan was maybe in his like forties, and supposedly this like up and coming like conservative star. And he destroyed him. He he reacted on the spot. Like he whatever Paul Ryan said, he just he took it and just threw it back in his face. That was nine years ago. And nine years later, he can't even get through reading the teleprompter. You know, like we can it's okay to actually admit, like, okay, maybe we got it wrong. But a lot of a lot of people in the media and they're they're just doubling down and and Oh, it's this is because well, they used fault. to have yeah. a monopoly on information, and yeah. so they could just put out a lie and repeat it, like the thing about oh, it's a stuttering problem, and yeah. that it's not that he has dementia. In the old yeah. days, to just ten years ago, the me would be able to get that narrative out there, and like your friend, yeah. they they would totally believe it. And there's no social media, there's no way that that information can get out. Yeah, and there's like I think uh, Biden has his house in uh, Delaware. I don't don't Mike beginning the state wrong right and he keeps going there right and then like people are always like criticize like why does biden keep going to his house supposedly uh there's a lot of like like medical like treatment stuff set up there and he actually needs to go there constantly to 
to be able to get the medical treatment he needs, but not at the White House, so you could keep it secret. Again, conspiracy theory. I don't know. Keep Frankenstein right? alive. But uh, but that's that's actually a, like a popular rumor out there, right? And and like information like this, they go when I say it, I'm not telling people to just go like go online like blast it as fact, like oh Biden's, but just like keep that in mind. So when you see more, when you receive more information that can actually support that. You have something to go off of, but don't just like run with it and 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 start getting into a lot of like, conspiracy because you also lose credibility, right? And like I feel like if people can just do that more, like the system already has to evolve and change, right? Because 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 right now the, the the stuff that's going on in the media is like really like low level stuff, right? It's just it's just playing on people's emotions. Uh, uh, hit hit on their identity so like you know if you identify with like a liberal then you have to follow this agenda and then play with the emotions and then make the other side wrong and then like people get all all like wound up like it doesn't have to be that way it's the same tribalism that's been going on forever yeah really we we have a technological advance in our culture right it's massive but the consciousness is the same as it's been forever it's tribalism yeah and like the the media plays on it and the whole racism thing is crazy because I can tell you right now, okay, you go to like China, you go to like an Asian country, almost the whole population is whole population is the same. They look the same, they're the same race. They have their problems too. It's, it has nothing to do with race. But if you want to like shine the spotlight on racism, make that the problem, you're missing you're missing out on what the problem actually is. And it's actually where we are as That's people. That's part of cultural Marxism, though, is you yeah. focus on race and you get one group of people pissed off at another. Yeah. And that's how, you know, it's divide and conquer. It's the oldest yeah. strategy. In it's easy to history. control. Yeah. Get, them, get them emotional, get them upset. Yeah, right. Because, you, you know, you get in the Middle East and it's like Shia, Sunni, Muslims. You get into, um, like, Asia. Like, and it becomes, it's just, there's always something to separate a group of people into different different um opposing groups and like if that other side just did this and the world would be a better place right here in the u.s maybe it's conservative being like liberal you know you always have to have like an enemy or someone to push up against and if you if you buy into it and you know you know obviously Corey's like definitely not liberal right but if you if you just buy into the conservative narrative you're still part of it you're still like buying into that narrative it's still polarity conscious it's still polarity us consciousness. versus them which the adaptation comes from the people that are putting the narratives out yeah. interesting i was watching a video i think it was last week so there was a woman i can't remember her name she's um they were she was given a talk at the world economic forum with all these other people there and obviously referring to herself as one of the elite and looking to the rest of the people in the room like hey we're the elite and yeah. she was saying the elite trust each other more than ever but the people trust the elite less and less and so they oh, actually recognize, i actually saw that video i they, forgot who it was they recognize yeah. that their propaganda and their narratives are not taking yeah. and that they're losing because a lot of these people are trust fund babies and especially like when you look at the rockefellers it's, yeah. i mean the grandfather was the one or the great-grandfather he was the one that made all the money and they've been born with a silver spoon in their mouths and one of our six human needs is significant so if you were given everything materially you could ever want part of your need as a human is to feel significant like your life matters like you're important that you're relevant and 
that's what they've done. Well, if the world just ran the way we think it should be run, yeah. and we reordered society under a, they call it a uh, global or a global authority, as they like to call it, you know, because they don't really look at themselves as being American or Swiss or yeah. from the UK. They look at themselves as global citizens, and they they want to eliminate the nation state. I mean, they they openly talk about their their plans and their goals to do this as uh david rockefeller said it's one world but it's one world controlled by them and they these people they they don't know what average regular americans are going through because they never had to struggle to earn their money was literally they were born into it and they're set for life because they're all their money's in in trusts and it's just so to me it's with all these people waking up and you see things like joe rogan talking about these things everybody's talking about the great reset now and even the video we did on it's like everybody from all sides really liked the fact that we were kind of down the middle we weren't pointing the fingers left or right we're just saying here's all the people involved and this is what they're publicly saying and this is what their ideas are and it's like you because bottom line is we surround these people they are totally outnumbered there's a few thousand of them and there's a billion you know seven something almost seven and a half billion of us and with the public perception changing and global globally people starting to recognize that what they're being told in the media and what's actually happening in the real world are two completely different things and people are becoming aware of the great reset when you watch the videos of these guys especially like klaus schwab talking the dude sounds evil he sounds like a uh, like a, a dude out of like a, a B-rate movie, like a villain <laughs> yeah. in a in a B-rate movie. I was thinking of Austin Powers. He'd yeah, be, he'd be I mean, the perfect bad guy I mean, in, in Austin Powers. It sounds like something ridiculous like that. And but these guys really the believe German in what they're help. doing. They're very arrogant. When you listen to their like that woman, it's like yeah. she's yeah. fucking dripping with arrogance and condescension. And that's how these people they look at the rest of us through their noses and like you know we're too stupid to know what's good for us yeah and you know one of their stated goals is they want to reduce the global population down to like 500 million oh bill gates has been saying that for over a decade yeah there's too many people on the planet and then you got elon musk is like we need more people if we're going to colonize the moon we're going to go and colonize and terraform mars and go out into different you know become a multi-planetary species we need people you can't yeah. reduce the population down to 500 million. But if you look at the policies and the things the elite push, you know, it's like stuff like that created an opportunity. Like you look at my, you look at movies from 50, 60, 70 years ago versus what you see in TV and culture today. And men today act like women and women are more masculine and act like men. And that ruins the sexual polarity not only in heterosexual relationships, but it ruins it in gay relationships and it ruins it in lesbian relationships. And that creates problems. And if people are having problems in relationships and they're not getting together and they're not producing kids, it's you're reducing the population. There's a lot of people like, especially like yeah. the videos, the TikTok videos that we did, we're talking about the, the colored hair and the piercings and all over their faces and their body and tattoos everywhere. And, and those kinds of people that are, I'm never having kids. You got women, you know, removing their uteruses or taking all their eggs out or sterilizing themselves because they don't want to have kids. And so they're literally eliminating themselves from the gene pool and their ability to 
to have children. And people like Bill Gates, they love that because they're the stuff they push. Like when we see it's in the culture. Isn't it interesting how influential people are? Like when you look at what the media's pumped out, what's in the movies, how it actually is effectively changing our culture. It's propaganda, whether you realize it or not. And it works. You watch the same because when you watch a movie, the music, the stuff that's going on, it especially like the superhero movies. Like I've walked out of those those movies just like all sweaty just because <laughs> there's so much tension and yeah. so much emotion building. Anything and you, you observe, you participate. Yeah, with. well, when you get yeah. you get emotionally anchored to certain beliefs and ways of interacting. If you grow up in a household where mom and dad aren't around or they don't have a healthy relationship, and you see a movie or a TV show and you get emotionally anchored to act in a certain way. If you're following the lead of the male actor because you don't know how to interact with women because you're you don't see it at home in a healthy way, but you see this make believe about how this guy behaves very feminized and very weak. He acts like a chick basically. And the woman basically acts like a man. They're happily have this amazing love story. And then you go and you play that out in the real world. Women are going to be disgusted by you. I know you girls see guys all the time. They're just a bunch of fucking pussies and they don't know how to act, act like men. And you produce enough dudes like that. They're not going to be able to meet and date and have families and procreate and that achieves the objectives and women aren't going to feel safe around them either exactly they're not going to feel safe at all so then the women show up with more tension have more health issues have more emotional issues because they don't feel safe because they know they can't rely on their man he doesn't have identity he goes for whatever the narrative is so then not only does it not work for women but then the man feels he's unsuccessful and he's needy and he's getting his needs met by giving into what the culture dictates. So at the end of the day, he doesn't have an identity. He's playing into whatever he thinks will get him significance and connection and on the short term. Yeah, it doesn't work. You stand for nothing. You fall for anything. Yep. <laughs>